welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Today is August 24th, 2022. I'm Rick Morton, and this is the Defender Podcast. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Defender Podcast. We are excited for today. I'm glad to be able to have an opportunity to present uh, this interview and this conversation with you. Uh, today, we're going to be talking to a couple of Lifeline's uh, partners in the country of Liberia. Uh, you're going to hear today an interview that I was able to conduct while we were in Dubai a few weeks ago for our Global Orphan Care Conference and uh, had the opportunity to sit down with Destiny Newen, who is the uh, director of Hope in Action, which is a, uh, a ministry in Liberia that ministers to orphanages and orphanage directors, providing training, resourcing, um, and helping those uh, those directors to think about how they're both discipling and, and about how they're preparing the young people that are in their orphanage for uh, the future and life outside of the institution. We also, uh, in this interview, have a, a partner of his and a partner of ours, uh, Julius Weesey, who is the executive director of REAP, uh, which is our partner, uh, long-term partner in Liberia, uh, working with um, orphanages to provide job skills and life skills training um, for young people that are on the precipice of graduating out of the orphanage, helping them to learn a skill, to be prepared for life after the orphanage. And so these two, these two partners uh, work hand in hand and work in tandem in, in providing um, resources that are necessary to come alongside uh, orphans in Liberia and to help them to, to break the orphan cycle. But before we get to the interview, uh, I want you to be aware of the Run for One. Uh, the Run for One is a 5K and a fun run that supports the work of caring for vulnerable children and families around the globe. Um, this year's event will take place September 24th. You can participate in person in Birmingham or wherever you are with our Run Where You Are option. You can check the, the show notes for registration information or you can visit run415k.org. That's run for one one the number 5k.org. Um, and Run for One has just been an incredible uh, event that the Lord has blessed us to, uh, to, to conduct for many years. And it's, it's really an opportunity to be able to connect with Lifeline's global work, to be able to um, get a snapshot of, of many of the things that the Lord is doing around the globe um, on behalf of the fatherless um, through the local church and through the body of Christ. And, and, and so I uh, hope you'll take advantage of that opportunity to come out, to, to enjoy yourself. Uh, there'll be runs for one uh, happening in, uh, in an organized fashion in a lot of our Lifeline states. Uh, we are, we're having a, an official timed run uh, here in Birmingham, but there are going to be runs uh, happening all over the place. In the, in the past, we've had people literally running all over the world, and so we hope, hope you'll join us. Um, and, and one of the ministries, or, or two of the ministries, that are impacted by the, the funds that we raise uh, during the Run for One are Hope in Action and, and REAP, our partners in Liberia. And so um, really just want to get to the interview. I had a great opportunity to be able to sit down with, with Destiny and with Julius and, and to, to learn a little bit more about what God is doing and, and how God is showing himself um, through the church in the country of Liberia to care for orphan and vulnerable children to the glory of Christ. 
All right. Excited to today sit down with you again and have an opportunity to talk uh, to a few more of our guests as part of our Global Orphan Care Conference um, here in Dubai. And so I'm joined joined by several friends and uh, excited to talk about um, some of the incredible things uh, that the Lord is is doing in Liberia. And and so I want to want to introduce to you Destiny and Susan Newen, and then also Julius and Klubo Wesse. Um, Destiny is has been a partner of Lifeline for for a number of years, and and works with uh, with a, a, a group of orphanage directors and a group of orphanages around Liberia, um, and and works very closely alongside Julius and and the ministry that they have uh, in Reap, which. Um, You've heard us talk on the podcast before about the work that that Reap does. We've had Christine Norman, or had Christine Norman, um, who was um, just a, a friend and an inspiration to all of us, um, who has uh, who has gone to be with the Lord, but left an incredible heritage in a, in a ministry at Reap that um, that is is being uh, stewarded and continued and and enlarged and all kinds of incredible things um, under. The leadership of the Wessies, but uh, but REAP provides this opportunity for a concentrated experience for uh, for kids to be able to to learn life skills and job skills and and all that. But before we get started, I'd I'd love for you guys just to um, maybe just tell a little bit about yourselves and, and your family and and kind of give folks a little bit of a you know peek behind the curtain and uh, about uh, about who you are. So. Um, and we're just kind of making this up as we go today, folks. So I'm just letting you know, like we're we're just friends having a conversation. So um, uh, I hope you'll enjoy the time that we spend together. But I, I think these are um, uh, these are some godly men and women who do some incredible work in Liberia, and I'm just excited for you to hear from them. So, Destiny, why don't you why don't you start us off? Yeah, thank you, thank you, Dr. Rick. Uh, I mean, it's so great being in Dubai uh, along with my wife. Uh, we are so thankful we we had a, a great uh, time of a flight. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I just want to register that. And uh, I believe it was a miracle. However, we are also grateful for this platform yeah. that we can um, help our brothers and sisters out there to, who have been praying for us to get to know what exactly we're doing in Liberia. So, um, yeah, I mean, so we... We kind of, uh, kind of uh, have this vision that is um, that is amended that God has given to us, um, serving over the years along with our Lifeline Children Services, which is pretty unadapted. Um, from 2012, uh, we have come to see that uh, when God gave you a mandate, He He brings the resources, He brings the people. Um, so we are so excited coming together in spite of the Zoom conferences and all the meetings to have just an in-person fellowship uh, this week. But we are serving through Hope in Action. Hope in Action is, a, um, is a, um, a, an NGO, a non-for-profit that actually is mentored by Lifeline Children mm-hmm. Services, which I love to say. Right. We've been, we have been mentored. So um, we also have... Uh, this uh, we kind of call it the four legs. The four legs is we do uh, 
uh, our caregivers conferences, which we are very, very focused on to make sure those who are caring for orphans and vulnerable children have the basics to know how to care for these children. We also have the Orphanage Director Network, which is the ODN, and that have been very instrumental in helping us. And you are talking about complementing and collaborating. Right. Uh, True Reap, so True Reap uh, that Julia is, is has now and is going to talk a lot about. Uh, from 2012, we had a f responsibility uh, up to 2017 in Reap, serving along with Mrs. Christine Norman, may her soul rest in peace. She was mentoring us at that time. So we had this network that was about six orphanages, you know, and we grew it up. So currently we have about almost uh, 60 plus orphanages mm -hmm. into the network, just coming from 2012. So in Liberia, we have about 100, 130 plus orphanages. Um, about 67 of them are kind of a register of the government. Mm -hmm. So our network go beyond that because it's about the children. So um, we are able to bring the orphanage director together four times in a year. So every three months we meet based on yeah, activities and all of them. And then we also do what we call um, our CPE, that's um, Continuing Education Program. That Continuing Education Program is kind of a, um, intended to reach out to children in orphanages and those who are transitioned out of orphanages. Mm -hmm. So as to be able to guide them into the job skills and know that they are getting from orphanages, even like with read, and you know, it's a continuum thing. Because when they age out of the orphanages, it's a different thing outside the walls sure. of the orphanages. So we have the CEP going on. And then the last thing we do is uh, our church engagement, mm -hmm. where we provide the basic advocacy. You got to know the whole thing is, Hope National is driven by the gospel and orphan care. So we want to make sure the gospel is, is not just preached, it's not just taught, but we are able to go with the James 127, Psalm 82, 3 mandate, and to make sure that we can reach out to orphans and vulnerable children. So we engage the church through our platform on that. So we have we have been able to, I mean, just go into about about seven counties out of our, our 15 counties, engaging pastors mm -hmm. and church leaders. Most especially, one good thing I want to say on this platform is that we have been able to even reach out to the Liberal Council of Churches. Mm -hmm. Because that is the umbrella institution of all the churches in Liberia. And right now we are working on getting towards the Islamic community. Mm. You know, so I mean it's kind of a <laughs> kind of a tedious one, but we realize it's not about the parents, it's about the children. Right. So whether Christian or Christian is the issue is children should be cared for, most especially vulnerable children, orphans and vulnerable children. So we are so great. Um we are doing this with the backing of our, our uh, my wife and our kids. We got seven kids. Uh, yeah, we got seven kids. Man, how do you? How do y'all have time to do ministry? You got seven kids <laughs> to chase around after. Yeah, so we got we got um, we got four kids and uh, three uh, um, uh, adopted okay. kids. So yeah, we kind of we kind of a mixture before the day breaks. We are able to bring everything together, but it's interesting to see me and my wife with the same kind of orientation. Mm -hmm. We were adopted. We call it, I mean, illegal, illegal adoption mm -hmm. because of the civil crisis. Right. But we are grown to see that we are parents and we can give back to yep. those who stood for us. So, yeah, I mean, that's just... Um, it's incredible. <laughs> I, You know, I think, and, and 
you know, one of the things I, I, I love that you said, and this is this has really been a constant as we've as we've talked to you know different people that are here at the conference. One of the things, I mean, obviously, you hear the gospel is the thread that yeah. unites everybody here together, yeah. and and I think we you know we know that um, there can be a tendency sometimes mm-hmm. in doing orphan care yeah. where people see the needs of of children and 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 they and they're so driven by compassion. Mm-hmm. That somewhere along the way they forget the gospel yeah and and so that's a big part of why we're gathering here together is to love on each other and encourage yeah. each other but also hold each other accountable to yeah. say we're not going to do that and yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna keep the gospel at the forefront the other thing that i that i think you said that i, I want to make sure we you know we point out is is you know this idea of, of church engagement the way that you're in engaging you know orphanage directors and, and the system within liberia is just there's a you know we have a we have a thoroughgoing commitment to the idea that God places vision within the community yeah. and and God God gives the vision to people in the community and that the proper proper way of doing this is for to come alongside and to partner and to to, to help but but to kind of fan the flame yeah of the vision you know that that exists there and 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 i think um and it's 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 beautiful to see the way that that's that's happening in liberia through you know through both of of your ministries so julius i'll turn to you right and uh and and we'll kind of we'll kind of take a deep dive into into reap (laughs) and yeah we want to we want to know the like for for the folks that have maybe not skimmed on the website even or haven't seen anything tell us a little bit about about the ministry of reap and 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 what god's doing through the ministry that he's given you so i'm julius we see it again i'm currently serving as the national executive director for reap i stepped in the shoe of our late mother and sister christine tower who was a friend to mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. She was a great inspiration. So at Reeb, firstly before I go to Reeb, I'm at this conference and I, I want to be thankful to Lab Lam for this invitation uh, that brought my beautiful webinar to this conference. So Mrs. Krubo Kessali Wisi is here with me. I will nurture a family. Right. Uh, by coincidence, we have the same number of kids. <laughs> so we have seven mm-hmm. kids. We have four biological, and we adopted that three. So we have that family nurturing that is ongoing. Now we have Chris in the center of our mm-hmm. family group. I, by the special grace of God, my transition from mainstream political work to the NGO sector. I've come to realize at this point that it is God's doing mm. to have left that point mm-hmm. transition to read. Of late, I realize it's a special calling by God. Mm-hmm. So our work at read is basically to work with the communities to look for those who God has set aside to be in our care. Mm. And our focus is the less fortunate and those who are aged out of the orphanages. So prior to our current fo- focus program, we 
has focused on humanitarian work over the period, reaching out to widows and less fortunate through handouts. I, before Mrs. Norman died, in collaboration with Reem and Lala, there was a need that God brought to us. Suspend the summer camps that he played a pivotal role in operating 21 day summer camp and transition this camp to a vocational school mm -hmm. that you have continuity where our kids who have spent time in the different orphanages, grew up in the orphanages, reach the benchmark of 12th grade mm -hmm. or drop out of 12th grade, you don't want them to just remain lost. So we were able to organize a complete program to transition and I'm happy that by the grace of God that program has taken root. Mm -hmm. So in the program that RIP is currently running and Loveland play a pivotal role in supporting that project, we have those kids who have aged out of the different orphanages who have the vocational training institute. Mm -hmm. That vocational skill institute brings together seven different programs currently. So we have the auto mechanic feeds, the building middle class technicians, we have general agriculture, we have early childhood education, we have tailoring, that's textiles, right. and then we have a carpentry department, right. And we got our first batch of graduates out already last year mm -hmm. for nine months. Mm -hmm. Our program is still in a way that we also got crest in the middle of our training. Yeah. You know about the Freedom in Crest Ministry. Right. right. So when I took over at Ray, we built our curriculum in a way that we have our soft skill courses. Mm -hmm. We call that the required courses. So we blend the required courses with the core courses. Those required courses bring together the Christian moral ethics course that all of our students must be able to go through and make us a certain pass to be able to have press in the center of their mm -hmm. life. We are working on a process where when our students who went to the orphanages before live through the support of our love land or other institution, but for some other reason could not continue the thing about it, our government in Liberia, we got a cut up point number of years that case you stay in the orphanages. <laughs> so when you support them over a period and they get caught up and they age out of being there, they go in society and there's a need to go after them. Right. So we are working with a destiny organization to be able to get the students back in school, make their middle class technician and go back into society to make livelihood. So we have worked over the two academic years. We work in three counties, recruited students. So RIP is working in three counties as we speak. Mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing. So for the nine months program, with the support of LABLA, students are resident in our dormitories. Mm -hmm. So we keep them for nine months, we support them, but the core is they must come up with skills yeah. that move them back into society to be meaningful to community. And that way, 
it opens room for the rest of the other one to see how meaningful transformation the colleagues are going back in the society. Mm-hmm. So our doors are open to more folks coming in. We've worked with his network over the period when Lablan was in Liberia in March. We are able then to put together a process where we network with him to be able to keep track on the different orphanages that he's working with. Mm-hmm. And we keep track on the number of students that are aging out and are also graduating from high school. And we have a compressed curriculum that they get, just get enrolled. So we have forecast a very long-term program that we think we need to work with to get to reach out to more people. One thing I'm also doing at read is to be able to work with churches. As we speak, we are working with 30 judges, and in September, uh, Lisa is a part of that, the International Board for Re. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are working with 30 judges to be able to bring them together to provide an opportunity for the Freedom Inquest Ministry to be reactivated. Mm-hmm. That ministry was so much extensive as I read the documents that I'm working with. Uh, which is no more how the churches coming together every quarter. No more churches came together to bring people together and sell the idea of Christianity. Mm-hmm. We are reactivating that. So in September, we'll be having a very big program bringing churches together to make sure that the FRCM program is extended to the churches mm-hmm. and we can collaborate with them. So I really. We also see the focus of expanding the potential of RIP. So RIP has 49 acres of land that we inherited. So we have a huge agricultural potential. So what we're doing now is working on a program where we can expand and explore the agricultural potential that we would not only have our students going through the Namon program and going back in the society we might not be able to sustain them in meeting their whole. So we decided to open agriculture farm that they can be part of the employment and they can reap the benefit right there. That way, we have a very wide field of equipment and provide sustainability for them as well. Julius, if you just had a vision, like I think this thing could come together, man. This is—it's incredible. I think the the pieces and the parts and all that all that you that you've put together, and there 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 are a few things that I want to I want to dive into and and just go a little bit deeper in because I want to make sure that the the folks that are listening to us are are, are really you know understanding the depth of of all that's happening with Reap, and so so the the transformation that's happened is is really in focusing a, a school experience and focusing a curriculum around a, a, like a really intense deep dive experience that, that, that provides a serious training in, in hard skills. These right. students are like they're coming out with competency that allows them to be able to provide for themselves. It allows them to be able to make a difference in society and to, and to be able to find their place. Right, that's, that's, that's a program that should be part of the puzzle. Mm. We have to appreciate. So there is no way that you train for nine months and you get them go alone. Right. This 
Uh, this is the second cycle we are running, all boss down to support. So in our budget, as we work right down, we don't have that. But it's still in a way that if they are graduating mm -hmm. after nine months, if you in the textile department, you must be able to have some equipment to go with to work with. Mm -hmm. We have that in the program. Mm -hmm. That way, you are very much sure that that person is going to be sustainable in the community. They have the skills, they have the equipment, and they can work with it, and then they can make that livelihood. Right. Now, I want to I want to address a little bit of the the maybe some of the secret to the success and what what God's brought because because your sweet bride right. is is a school principal yeah. and, and, is a, and is a curriculum architect. Right. And so, so God put you, you two together in, in kind of a perfect partnership to be able to, to, to kind of build on this vision, right? To, so the idea is that, um, that, that you've, you've sort of refashioned the yeah. curriculum in a way um, to, to really be able to maximize the experience and, and, and that kids are not, kids are kind of not losing that, you know, that sense of we come for, we come for a short time, short we go time, back, back, back and forth, right. but, but really being able to maximize the learning opportunity. I think, I think one of the other things that I, that I want to make sure that, that people are hearing is both of you talked about in different ways partnering with the church. But what we didn't hear in all this is that, like, there's no, there's no territory in this, right? Like, there's no, you, the, those, the three counties that REAP is working in is contained in the same, in the same, you know, seven counties that, yeah. that, that he's working that, yeah, that Destiny's working in and that, and that the, the ministries are, are collaborating and collaborating with, with the local churches in those counties, and so this is a this is really a thing where the body of Christ is modeling how we should work together and and the way you know the way that we should collaborate and and I think um, you know sadly sometimes <laughs> we're the last <laughs> to to be able to figure out and we you know we build all these you know walls up yeah. and and kind of do things in self interest and and I I just think it's a it's a very you know, a very healthy picture, um, you know, for you to present of, of how to partner well in, you know, in, in the same churches in order to be able to, you know, to. So at this point, that's a very important mm -hmm. point. So at this point, loud, loud play a pivotal role. Mm -hmm. If both of us are supported by loud, loud, that's the focus. So the rip curriculum was that tailor in this direction mm -hmm. in the past. Right. So this is a new model. Mm -hmm. His organization has had a focus over the period. And that is why when Labla was in Liberia in March of this year, we had the Tremor Healing Workshop, mm -hmm. bringing us together to be able to start to focus in the direction that we don't lose track of the case. That's awesome. And that is why at this point, since March, we're drawing out of program where he, his organization and REAP can collaborate and have direct focus on the orphanages and making sure that we collaborate in a direction meeting the territory. Mm -hmm. Right? right. If we need to focus in County A, those ideas should go alone and then we work on our folks together to be able to bring them together on the body of Christ. 
And there is something about this particular aspect. I, I always said to myself, there's a part of the scripture that is amazing to me. <laughs> right. That's Mark 10, 27, mm -hmm. which speaks about the possibility of God's action. Yeah. There's nothing impossible for God. You right. may, you have impossibility. Mm -hmm. And that is where, as we meet to discuss every time, we look at the possibility of leading a team through a process of benefit. So we have a greater responsibility to be able to draw up a program that will lead the support of love life in a direction that will benefit Christ. Mm, that's right. So that's the point we are working on there. And I think, you know, the, and again, don't miss that, that the, that the center point of all of this is, is ultimately the gospel. gospel. The thing that, the thing that unites us all together, the thing that, the thing that drives us all is, is that we want people to, you know, to encounter Christ and to pursue Christ. And, 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 and we realize that the hope, it, it, hope is not found as, as good as vocational programs are, as good as, as all of these things are in, in helping people. Um, if we do all of those things and we don't, we don't point them toward Christ and we don't, you know, encourage them to, to follow Jesus, um, those things are really aren't worth much in eternity. And, and so there's a, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a great importance. And, and I love the fact that part of the, you know, part of the heritage in, in this work in Liberia is that it has been, it's been centered on Christ and it's been centered on the gospel. And, and that's been, you know, that's been the, the important thing. I think destiny, one of the, one of the things that is, is interesting to me as you know, just to have watched over the years as, as God has continued to form and to to shape this vision is um, the fact that things have changed, yeah. and and that things are things are not you know that that it's it's not a sense of having um, you know a plan and and holding to to the plan or to the way of doing things. And I know you know we sometimes here in the U.S. we we hear the we laugh about the battle cry, you know, of churches. Um, we've never done it that way before, right? <laughs> right. And there's there's this sense that it's like we we want to keep doing the things that we've always done. Um, talk about the experience of of how the Lord has has taught you and 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 moved you as a as a ministry over the years with with Freedom in Christ to to like really. Um, you know, pursue a an evolving vision, like a, a a changing ministry that is that where you've learned and grown and adapted over time. I I, I think um, you see. In, I just want to go back a little bit. Yeah. Um, I came I came from a youth ministry, um, YFC, mm -hmm. and uh, YFC in Denver, Colorado. So I serve as a volunteer in. YFC up to uh, 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 volunteer and then a, a, a regional coordinator and then uh, it was through that and then we got connected. They, they led that Snyder who father started um, Elwa E L W A. Mm -hmm. So he and Mr. Snormer they're kind of friends. Yeah, we both of them going to meet the Lord now. 
and it was through him and then Dave, Dave Wu. Mm -hmm. So with the kind of people who God kind of brought me to to their to their feet for mentorship, I really saw the gospel and and that of hope in a different form. So from 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 two thousand and seven up to today, I have come to realize that there are two major things that really play a pivotal role in establishing what we're doing. Number one is recognizing who we are. The Bible talks about Romans chapter 3, in the 6.23 and Romans 6.23. Mm -hmm. So the witches of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. For all have sinned, falling short of the glory of God. When I recognize my flaws, my, my sins, and then I know that I need help, and I can come before God and ask God for His mercy, when I, when, I, when I sense that I have received that inner peace, I need to also share that. Mm -hmm. So that, that is the extension part of it. So And then the extension part creates a platform of relationship. So one thing I have learned over the years with Lifeline is establishing relationship, how we get along with people. I normally say to, to these children, well, most of them are my friends, the closer you get to somebody, the better opportunity you have to know about them, to know what is troubling them. So we use that in order to know what are the plights and know that affects orphans and vulnerable children in Liberia. I use my own life as a story, I mean. So um, I know where I'm from. I know what I passed through. My mom and dad are alive, but I've, I really grew up like my mom and dad were dead, mm. you know, until I reached certain place in life. So I know what is out there. And another thing is uh, when we started to, to, to um, serve and read. The interesting thing about that was the fact that we, 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 we had a foundation. It was like, we call it the Pharisees, all right? And he just talked about that. But the major was Christ. Mm -hmm. The first C is identity, know your identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. So that comes with a serious responsibility. You cannot go to the camp. The camp, and then you, 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 you have to be focused. You have to be able to ask yourself what I came to do, what I came to learn, but then how do I learn it? And when I have learned it, how do I take apply. it along, apply it? Mm -hmm. So it's very important. So we got we got all the other rest, we got the competence, career, we got the capacity building, but Christ. So when, when we went through all that, then I realized it is important that we, we just come alongside what we have. Mm -hmm to do. So, so I see the whole um, network as like a, like a container. It's like a container you have and then it's like Dr. Ray came in and pulled into this container, but he pulled in the container, for example, he brought medical supplies. And then uh, uh, Julius came and pulled in the same container. He brought, um, uh, for, let's say, um, <coughs> clothing for mm -hmm. kids, right? And sneakers and all of that. And then Kubo came and pulled in a container. It's, it's, it's a container, but we all pull in different things within the container. But the essence of this container is to, number one, experience self-identity. Number two, building relationship and trust. And number three, community transformation. So when these children aged out of the orphanages and went to the life skill camp, our hope is to make sure that this container sends these three areas of the life. Mm -hmm. Self-identity, building relationships, <coughs> trust, and community transformation, because that is the essence of aging out 
Because he talking about our government benchmark is 18 at the age of 18. Mm -hmm. You should be out of the orphanage. Mm -hmm. So the issue with the gospel, it this Liberia, honestly, we have we have a serious challenge back home because many people don't really understand the gospel as the gospel is with some of us right now because many people think the gospel is just like um, when I come and then I give you the bottle of water many people say that's hope okay this truth is if I drink this bottle of water that you gave me who's going to give me the next bottle mm -hmm. that's that's the problem so we don't want to just give the bottle of water we want to teach it's better you teach me how to fish than for you to keep giving me fish so transitioning from the investment model to the empowerment model is serious, and that have to go back to the church. For the matter of fact, the church is responsible for orphans in front of the children. I mean, that is God's standard. Right. We see all through the scripture where God instructed Israel to care for orphans and widows. The last 14, I mean, they are synonym wars. But if the church loses her responsibility or loses her responsibility, then it falls with the community. And the community is not prepared, the community is not educated. The community is not, is not informed about that responsibility that God gave the church. Mm -hmm. So that how, that's what we have to connect it. Whose responsibility is that? So how are we engaging the church? Are we engaging the church with our, what we call um, the old model? Like we go in the church, we raise offerings, and then we care, no. We don't want to do that. We want to go back to the church and ask ourselves, where have we gone wrong? Mm -hmm. How have we been doing it? What was it working or is it working? And then we look at other scenarios and, and say, okay, this is what we need to do. The church need to advocate. The church need to start to advocate. The church need to get involved because parents of these children are in the church. Mm -hmm. Government officials, are in the church so if the church becomes silent then we create more problem for the community so that is that is something that is so vital that hope in action with this foundation we want to make sure that through all our church engagement we want to go from the top i mean honestly the truth mm -hmm. is he spoke about liberia i mean some of the things we got in liberia is your your ability to penetrate into the government and policy makers is something that's really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do is we try to go from the grassroots. So we have the orphanage director network that includes pastors. I mean, uh, these are church, church folks who have connections. And then through that, we're able to succeed to get along with the liberal council of churches. But mm -hmm. I, I never just jumped there. I use mm -hmm. like Reverend Elizana Stan. He is the president of the Union of Orphanages and Welfare Institution in Liberia, mm -hmm. and he's a reverend. So using his connection, was able to get me towards mm -hmm. the bishop, who is actually the, pre uh, the president for the Liberia Council of Churches. So you see, it's just kind of for like derailing a little bit and being able to get your target. So you talk one thing, and I really want to go over that, uh, uh, Dr. We really need to see our engagement through the church mm -hmm. from a different angle. Because for me, it's the reason why most of the time, internally, I don't engage other people when it comes to this because of the mindset, the way we preach the gospel, 
the way we live the gospel, the way we we communicate the gospel is kind of a different. And we have to be very careful what we do as we preach the gospel because if we just preach the gospel based on on our self-aggrandizement or what we envision that we will get with the exception of, with, I mean, forgetting the life of these children, then it's really going to be a problem for us. That's what I told, before we even came on a trip, I had a meeting with Julius. He kind of stopped by at my office and I went straight to him on that. Julius, we have to do our part. We have to do our part. And I, 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 this is our generation. Let's just do what we can do. Mrs. Norman did her, she's gone. The thing is, we have to make sure these children really see that they need to be responsible. Whatever skill they will learn, they have to go with those skills. And they have to go with those skills to be ambassadors. I mean, so because if we if we just if we just do it on the surface, mm -hmm. it won't work. I'm an editor of the FICM. <clears throat> I mean, I went through the FICM, the Freedom in Christ, the entire training. But one of the things is that the, the FICM, not many people really settle for the FICM. The reason is because um, Dr. Neil, who actually, you know, is a founder behind FICM, some of his books, if you, like, they want to have to do a deceit and other things, these are things that people are not really waiting to read. Mm -hmm. really, but they just want to be on the surface. But if you really go down into freedom in Christ, it brings about self-reflection, auto-call, repentance and this is a place where we really need to go you know and uh, jesus this, this is what jesus says he says uh he says seek and you shall find mm -hmm. knock and the door shall be open ask and you shall receive when we go before god and we have that relationship with god nothing stops us from doing what god wants us to do but i think it have to start with us and that's why over the years we sometimes people say destiny, but why are you not going in the direction? Why are you doing this? I'm, I'm mentored by our organization that believe in the, the hope of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't want to be uh, the Bible says it must be can two walk except they agree. Right. I mean, I want to be able to walk with people who agree with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just doing it because I feel like it has taken me years with Lifeline mm -hmm. and, and folks in Lifeline and, and people like you, you know, being able to listen, learn, and then share. And so that's that's what we're really going And it's a challenge for me because I'm the youngest in all my gallery. Mm -hmm. I'm the youngest in all my gallery. Like when the network, when the orphanage director come, I am the youngest. <laughs> Lord, how can I talk to these people? Yes, that has been a serious challenge, but I thank God based on what we've been doing they are able to listen, they are able to have values. They come to conferences. He was part of our March conference. It was awesome mm -hmm. when he spoke. Everybody was like, wow. Because those are the orphanage directors and caregivers who children he's providing mm -hmm. the um, vocational training for some of them. So when they hear, when they heard Julius, oh, that's the Julius guy. Ah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, that's the territory that we're ready to try and do work through it. Well, I think when we when we have the 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 body of Christ functioning well and and we're you know, the, I mean this this work has ultimately been given to the church. Yeah. Right? We know like this is this is work that and and that's not to say that 
other institutions in the community don't have their place, but the thing we know that we're making an investment in is, you know, Jesus has already given us the promise that the church is going to endure. The church is the church is going to be here, yeah. and and so when we approach these you know these things through the 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 lens and the mechanism of the church, we're like we're agreeing with God in those places that that the things that God has established are you know are are going to continue, and I, I think. Um, it it's a you know it's a great opportunity to be reminded even as we're you know today and and we're um, we'll just say in you know in the interest of full disclosure we're right on the front end of the conference here and and it's and it's felt like you know for the last couple of days like a like a big family reunion yeah. as we're as we're getting connected with with friends from all over the globe that are that are coming together that that really share. Um, you know the the passion for the gospel, but Julius, you said something earlier when we were talking, and I think it's that that part of the part of the calling that, that you've been given, and I think it's true that part of the calling we've all been given is um, we're not supposed to fix everything for everybody, mm-hmm. um, and and that's sometimes hard for us to understand, right? Like we think that that we're supposed to be the, you know, the the corrective, but the truth is what we're supposed to do is be obedient. Yes, and, we're, and, and for those, and, you know, and, and I, I think this, this shouldn't be controversial. I mean, it comes right out of the scriptures that in, Jesus himself said in the high priestly prayer, you know, to the, when, he, when he's talking to the Father, he said, all of those that you gave me, I kept. And, and what he doesn't say is, I healed everybody, and I fed everybody, and and I and I and I took care of every problem that yeah. you know that sins created. What he says is, is that everyone that you gave me, yeah. everyone that was that was a, a part of my purpose, um, I I kept, and I was you know I was able to I was able to do that work. And and my goodness, like if we can look at that and see that Jesus didn't heal everybody that was sick, and he didn't feed everybody that was hungry, but he but he did those things that were the the purpose of his Father. I, I think the the perspective of understanding that you're you're coming alongside and you're encouraging and empowering the church, but but you're you're also um, you're putting the gospel on display. The fruit of the gospel is being seen in the way that people are caring for, you know children who are in need and and what they're seeing is they're seeing an example of what our father's like yeah and they're seeing an example of what of the work that jesus did and what the essence of the gospel is and i we're just incredibly thankful to god for um for the work that you do for the way that you serve for for the way that you continue to prioritize in in the midst of a lot of planning and in the midst of a lot of programmatic activity that those things don't become the end they're the means but the end is that we want to we want to point people toward you know toward jesus and and so um i just want to say thank you i want to say thank you for um for your faithfulness i want to say thank you for your um your continuing to rally the church um, I want to say thank you for your partnership in the gospel. Um, 
and and we most of all we want the this podcast to be because I know there are people that are out there that are listening to this podcast um, and and your call is to pray yeah. your call is to pray for uh, for these ministries and these brothers and sisters who are you know who are serving your call your call may be to to give something it may be that there's some expertise or something that you have and um, and you need to get on a plane and go to Liberia in order to be able to invest that and, and to come alongside and to serve and to, to you know lock arms with these brothers and sisters and and, and help. Um, and if that's the case, um, we, we're talking about needs and, and ways that we can do that and, and you can help. The other, the other way that you can help is is that is to help with resources. Yeah. And to help provide for the work and and to you know to enable the vision so that so that brothers and sisters in Christ that are that are giving their lives to putting the gospel on display and, and caring for for kids in the way that James one twenty seven calls us to do that that we can we can help to provide for that work and so we're just incredibly thankful for partners like this who hold Jesus high. And, and ultimately magnify Christ in in the way that they serve. And so, um, I just want to ask you, as you know, as we um, as we wind down today, what is it that you could do in order to to help the work that God's doing in Liberia? And is God calling you to to do something specific? And uh, and if He is, um, we're here to help, and and we're here to connect you. Um, with these incredible ministries and with the the orphanages and the kids and the people that they work with in Liberia, um, because at the end of the day, um, we know that we're we're making an investment not in the nation of Liberia. We're not making an investment even um, only in in the lives of kids and and how their lives are you know, our fashion today, but ultimately we're making an investment in eternity. And so I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for, um, you know, for your willingness to come and, and the opportunity to be together and to be on. And we're going to, we, we will follow this podcast up because there's a lot more to unpack and there's a lot more to talk about. And, and we will, we will dig in more and, and talk in more specifics because, because I think there is so much that we can, uh, we can learn and grow from and, in ways that we can help people to be involved. But uh, we thank you today for, for being with us and for, uh, for taking time. Yeah, it's Julius, yeah. Yes, so I, I'm touched by what you just said about Chris. Mm-hmm. A part of the scripture that he talks about fulfilling his mission. Mm-hmm. Did he fulfill everything? Mm-hmm. Some would say no. Right. But he set the platform. Right. Where he didn't reach, disciple went there. Where the Sabbath reached today, the church is going there. That's right. Now, at Ray, when you go through the strategic goals for Ray, strategic goal one talks about strengthening family ties. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So, we also have the preschool, mm-hmm. Ray operator preschool, that takes care of children between ages one to six, giving them a basic foundation. Mm-hmm. We are not seated as a church. Right. If we set the platform for the kid, to have a very good foundation at the early stage and they grow up in that nurturing aspect you have set 
settle in the position of the judge. You have created a platform that Chris worked on to be able to help. Absolutely. That from the task that we are strengthening is also leaning on support. Without the support, you won't continue. So we have something in us also we bring to the table. Mm -hmm. The willingness to work, the willingness to grow the institution, that collaboration that will help us sail through. We have to bring everything out. As we work to focus, bringing everything in the middle of Christ, mm -hmm. every activities of re, BA, the core courses, we focus our Christian ethic courses to be the most important thing that our folks should understand, mm -hmm. including the style, right? Right. Our idea is we might not give you everything. If you left the orphanages, you aged out of the orphanage yesterday and went back into society, and you managed to come back and enter into being transformed through vocational skills, but you are mother in a way that you go back to the Christianity and mm -hmm. live on, we think we've done something. Absolutely. We might not transform you totally, <coughs> but we have a platform that people walk through and goes down to strengthening the family ties. Instead of seeing a child who won't stay in the orphanage, going and staying as a less fortunate child and living in the street, and we brought you back right. through the support of other people. Right. And we brought you back into into community as a useful citizen. Absolutely. We think we've done something, if not all, right. the platform is set up. And a cycle-breaking citizen, right? right? Exactly. A, a, a follower of Christ that doesn't repeat the the sins and the mistakes of the past, but ultimately who, who you know, disciples and raises a family and does those things right. that, that we do in order to honor God and, and to do that in, in the spirit of the gospel. Well, we're going to we're going to schedule to get together with you guys and to to go a little deeper because I think we 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 left as as we say in the South we left a lot of chicken on the bone today yeah. <laughs> and so we uh, there's a lot more there's a lot more to talk about and a lot more um, depth to go into but just thank you all thank you for thank being you so here uh, thank you for listening to us and uh, and we uh, we look forward to continuing the, the story continuing the journey and and leaning into what it is that God's called us to. In, uh, in caring for the fatherless in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.